Hello everybody and welcome to rainy Dallas for another edition of Saints Radio. This uh, this rain that we've been getting here has been a real blessing. Not only because it blocks the the the, the heat that we were enjoying so much, but it also provides. Uh, water so we don't have to hear about drought conditions for the next six weeks and I think it's really interesting that it really came came on us um, in conjunction with that crazy Luciferian march that went on here in Dallas and a lot of other cities and uh, as that thunder and lightning was hitting during the morning service I was just rejoicing because I thought there's a lot of warfare going on in the heavens right now where the enemy thought he could sneak in, but God thwarted the, uh, the attempt to infiltrate this terio. So this rain is a continuing blessing. We got a lot of rain yesterday, a lot of rain today. There's supposed to be some more rain on Thursday and Friday. And... Uh, so I just want to testify to that. So welcome to uh, Rainy Dallas. Hmm. Well, do you like the rain? I do like the rain, and, and I, we sure did need it. <laughs> we really did. I mean, we had a string of really hot, dry days, and I know that the earth is rejoicing. God just knows. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really a blessing to see the way that the Lord does that, and you know He does it on behalf of what our mission is. He doesn't He doesn't do it just for one person. He does it on behalf of our mission. And I can tell you that that's going to be one of the things that in the natural nations are going to be um, very thankful that they welcome the message of the Lord and the saints uh, in the years to come. And uh, as powerful as the sign is in the natural, I know that it portends spiritual outpourings of the former and the latter rain. And um, so it's nice here in the hurt near give us a respite from the heat and just a, a great supply. That's like that pertinere. You like that? Yeah, that's a good one. They didn't say that in Texas much, did they? Uh-uh. I, I think I might have heard that from you first time ever. It must be a hillbilly phrase. Did you get that on the Beverly Hillbillies? No, I got that from them hills and hollers of West Virginia. <laughs> of course, then you could you could take all kinds of variations of pertinere to pertinere it. That's a no. Mm. And what, what, hmm? and what? Well, somebody said, well, that car almost went over the hill. Well, pert near it. Did they really say that? Oh, Did yeah, they really pretty, say pretty that? Pretty near is what it is. Pretty near it. Oh, wow. Pert near it. That's serious slang. Oh, yeah. This is crazy. But, you know, back to the rain. Back to the rain. Back to the rain. 
It is very nice that it's it has broken the heat somewhat. I mean, it is only June. <laughs> and I know that they have they have prophesied, they have forecast whatever the weathermen do that this is going to be like one of the hottest years we've ever had and um who knows? God knows, but it is nice that I looked on my weather app last night and it said that our high today was like in the 70s, like upper 70s. Of course, that may have changed. It may be 95 by now, but it's a nice, nice break. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for the weather. And now sports. <laughs> Here he comes. What is happening with sports? Because I, I, my parents were over on Sunday for Father's Day. I know. We broke the quarantine laws. And my mother was was talking about how she and my dad were watching, like, old movies every night, which is so uncharacteristic of them to do that together. This is TMI. But after they left, we were just talking, that th- those that were left, after my parents left, we were having a conversation about just really the fruits of this season and really looking at the positive things that God has done in this season and and somebody mentioned that that it's it's like brought them together whereas before my dad would be sitting in his chair watching four different <coughs> ball games every night and my mother would be in her room watching whatever old movie she likes to watch so um, we realized that that was of course probably because there is no sports for him to watch. <laughs> is that correct? Right now, unless you watch uh, Korean baseball. Korean baseball? Or Japanese baseball. There's such a thing? Oh, yeah. Korean baseball. KBL. It's a big league. Whoa. I did not know there was such a thing. Yeah. It's, it's South Korea. And um, the Japanese, of course, you know, that was our big thing. We should have given the Bible when Sonny would take baseball after World War II. So... They've got that going on. The, the Major League Baseball is negotiating right now, and they're supposedly going to have a 60-game season. Is that and fewer than normal? Yeah, 162 is the normal okay. season. So how do they, how do they, what does that mean for the fans? I mean. Well, as of right now, they're not supposed to have any fans in the stands. And the teams are, it's really kind of weird. They changed the leagues, and the National League is going to have designated hitter, which they didn't have. And you're, you're going to play at your home ballpark, but, you know, they're, they're right now saying they're not going to let fans in. But the teams will continue in. to travel and... Yeah, but it's going to be more like the olden days. And the, on the bus? They kind of stay like... Like the Pirates will play against the Phillies and they'll play against the Mets. So they'll play Pennsylvania, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and they'll kind of stay that way so they can cut down on a lot of the travel. So Oh, so it'll change the whole league it'll be up. more geographical for this year. And the NBA is supposed to start up again in July sometime and play the rest of, have basically have, the rest of uh, their their season because their season was interrupted. The NHL is supposed to go into a playoff format, and so they'll play in the arena, but they'll it'll just be televised. Well, the NBA is supposed to be playing in Orlando, and um, 
All the games are in Orlando? Yeah, well, most of them in some complex. Huh. And the NHL's playing in two cities, Las Vegas and I think it's going to be Columbus, but I, I don't know. They've jostled back and forth because Canada has this quarantine of 14 days if you enter the country. And so the Canadian teams are going to have to come into the United States and stay in the United States. So they're all jostling. The NFL is saying they're going to go on as normal in the fall, but they're they're eliminating a lot of the preseason mess. With fans, though, in the stadiums? That's a big question. Okay. They, they, they're saying they're going to reduce the number of fans for the NFL. But who knows? The big money is in the TV contracts, and everybody knows that. So, you know, they generate revenue from from the stands too, but the big money is the it's like baseball just signed an agreement with Turner Sports for like three billion dollars for the playoff games. Wow, it's big money. So the big money's in the, in the TV. So soon there'll be sports, but baseball's still arguing. All these multi-million-dollar players arguing about getting their slice of the pie and the owners are billionaires arguing so that's it there we have sports, that's sports. so Louis will have baseball again sometime soon Mavericks will be playing sometime soon Stars will be playing sometime soon and bless me God the Dallas Cowboys will have to play sometime soon well I did read too that and I probably shouldn't open this can of worms that I believe it was Jerry Jones that said that he was going on board with the players that have decided that they're going to kneel during the national anthem. And I thought, ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, That's going to create. Out. They called him out and, oh, there was another owner. Oh, Greg Popovich, the, the owner of the, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA called out Jerry Jones and some other dude. I can't remember who it was. Uh, get on board. So, who knows? Most of it's about public opinion now. I know. It's, it's just It's just such a shame that our nation is just so divided. Well, you know, here's the deal. And it, that, this, this broadcast, this is the Saints Network. This, this particular program... This is the Saints Nation. ...was designed as more of a discussion. We have it at lunchtime so that people could just listen, and we have oodles of teaching all during the week. So we'll touch on some scriptures here in a little while, but we're just talking. Um, you know, I think I can say from my heart, and I know you believe this, that we want... All, every person in the United States to be treated with respect and equally. And granted, there needs to be some kind of increased and enhanced training for police departments. But we don't need to defund the police. We think we really need to be defending the police. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, legitimate marches are fine, but there really is a Trojan horse effect of Marxism and uh, just anarchy that's hijacking um, the legitimate the legitimate aims of racial equality. 
And um, I saw this morning uh, somebody sent me a link to an article about how that Black Lives Matter leader was now insisting that every sacred church and stained glass window that depicts a white Jesus and a European mother of Jesus needs to be torn down. And it's crazy. I just, I thought, when is enough enough? I mean, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I think about the flood. And I think about when the Lord brought the flood. And, and I know he said he would never do that again. But, um, but that, as, the days of Noah. as in the days of Noah. And I was just reading about that a couple of days ago and just really meditating on you know what the Lord is doing and and this will lead us into a discussion in a little a little while but in so many ways just you know you we know what our place is we know our identity we know that we are called to stand with the Lord at his throne and on behalf of righteousness and on behalf of judgment and and be the voice, be an intercessor, and stand in the gap, and um, and so I've really just been before the Lord, just desperately saying, Lord, position me in power and in the anointing to be able to be that voice to bring the I don't know to bring the divide to bring to bring forth your judgment in your timing and um yeah it's well, just you know it's, it's kind of strange because you know i i watch I, I mentioned some stats that i had heard about father percentage of homes with fathers and but another stat that they were talking about is that right now in the united states 17 one seven percent of marriages are interracial 17 percent that's almost one in five and that's a pretty good indicator that our nation really is making strides forward racially and you know I've been I've been around a long time and when I, I grew up in the 60s and through my grade school every one of my classes I was in 80 percent of the kids were African-American every one of my classes. I was in an inner city school. So I grew up with black kids. They were black kids back then. I and mean, I guess you can still call people black, even though they're really not black. And so that's why Robert and I talk about our upbringing, how similar it was, and how I knew all the same songs he knew, because most, just about all of my constituents in that class were, were black kids. And, but I remember the Watts riots and the Detroit riots, and. Selma March and all of those things were happening when I was right there. I would go after school to my friends' houses. They were black kids. I knew their mamas and their grandmoms, and you know, the man that lived across next door to us, Mr. Holly, he was 85 years old, black man. And I'd go over there. You know, his his granddaughters lived with him, Candace. She was a little friend of mine. So what I'm saying is that. I remember, you said as a boy, I remember those days and how chaotic and climactic they were. 
we have made tremendous strides as a nation since then, in those 50 years, or more than 50 years. And I don't care what anybody says, we elected a, an African-American man twice, just recently. So, yeah, there are problems. Yeah, there are things that still need to be remedied. But what great strides have been made. We're not satisfied, but to, to entertain, let's just tear down America, let's just destroy everything. That's, that's another tactic that has nothing to do with race relations. You know, if you desecrate the Lincoln Memorial, if you desecrate the monument to Robert Gould in the 54th Massachusetts, the 54th Massachusetts Regiment of African American freed slaves and freemen who fought the Civil War, you tear down Ulysses S. Grant's um, monument out in San Francisco. To, to do those three things means you're either an idiot who has not been taught history to know what those people did and what that meant for the African American and what that meant for the, 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 the country as a whole, or you have another agenda in mind. Because desecrating those three things is the apex of missing the mark with race relations. Nathan Bedford Force, yeah, that rascal should have been, should never have had. He was a, he was a rascal for the Confederate Army. He founded the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, that statue should never be up. Get that one away. But when you, when, when you start doing these other things, and when you are just, you're really showing your true, no pun intended, your true colors white and African-American alike. I see a lot of Caucasian kids who I think, where's your mom? Where's your dad? Who let you grow up this way? Why are you being such a, I won't say what, why are you doing this? Why are you throwing bricks at policemen? What's wrong with you? And so there's, there's an anarchy. There's, a, there's the man of lawlessness, anomia, that's, that is really bearing his teeth right now. And um, we as Christians need to wake up and insist on the pure and hope that voices like, I won't mention a lot of them, but Tim Scott from South Carolina, an African-American politician, um, Shelby Steele, Ben Carson, um, and, and there's a lot of rational Americans who, who you know, Alan West, you know, I, I went with my dentist to the uh, anti-abortion um, dinner. It was hosted by First Baptist several months ago, and Alan West spoke. I got to meet him and talk with him. Listen to what he says. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel, retired from the U.S. Army. Um, there are there are a lot of people who should be at the vanguard of bridging this gap and causing us to step forward. But anarchy is not it. And it plays right into the enemy's hand, but it's really the, the end time playbook. And um, you didn't ask for all that, did you? No, but I think it's, it's valid. I think it's important well, that it's, we acknowledge these things. I mean, we can't put our head in the sand. We've got to... Yeah, I hadn't heard what you had said about 
removing from stained glass. That's crazy. Well, actually, I was going to send it to you, but it was like 5 in the morning because it came. Ian sent it to me in the night. He stays up till 3 and sent it to me, and I thought I'm not going to bomb his inbox with this well, dour news first thing in the morning, and then I just forgot. Well, I, and again, this isn't the tweet. We had other things we were going to talk about, but I'm, and we are going to get there. But, I mean, you can't, it's, it's to a point where you can't say anything, you, you, where you're, you're just, you're unable to speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of things that are a Trojan horse with what's happening right now. And the real agendas are hiding behind the, the legitimate, the legitimate discussion on bringing things to healing this nation. And that Trojan horse is, is really setting the stage for the end. And like, you know, three, there's a major movement right now that's hiding behind a phrase that we all agree with. I'm not going to say what it is, you all know. But three of the main leaders are all avowed Marxists. Now, all three of the women are avowed Marxists. And in an interview a few years ago, two of them said that they had been firmly schooled in social insurrection. And that's what you're seeing right now. And the George Soros money and a lot of other um, things are, are not designed to make African Americans and white people walk together hand in hand. They are, by their own mandate, designed to destroy this country and to bring everything into oblivion and then rebuild it in some socialistic mandate. That's the goal. And that's why you see, you know, I talked about the Orwellian memory hole on Sunday. Let's just get rid of history. Let, that is the trademark of every communist takeover. It, it is. And so when I say these things, people say, you're a racist, you're prejudiced. No, I'm not. I'm an American and I'm a saint. And, you know, I love our brothers and sisters who are African Americans. They know that. I don't want them to be mistreated in any way. I don't want any American to be mistreated. But to, to, to really look at what's happening across the nation, you can see even what happened last night in Washington, D.C., or what tried to happen, <clears throat> had nothing to do with race relations. Nothing at all. You know, they, they desecrated St. John's Episcopal Church again. At least they didn't light it on fire this time. They tried to tear down the Andrew Jackson statue in Lafayette Square, which Jackson was a wild man, but he he really he did some terrible things to the Cherokee Nation and to the American Indian tribes. I'm not justifying the things he did, but to to bring anarchy in the in the outskirts of the White House is is not. It's not right. It's just not right. Remember which we, no matter which way you look at it. So we as saints need to truly pray. I think God is giving us a window in this year of wisdom to see some of the tactics the enemy is going to try. Well, he's not going to try. He's going to institute. And we have, we have a window of light before night comes. And no man can build. What you have then functions. 
And that's what Jesus warned us about. Um, maybe this is a wake-up call in some ways. But to be an American, especially someone who loves the study of history, and to see some of the things that are going on, I think, who taught you this or who didn't teach you this? I also heard a man uh, who's the head of the uh, of a teacher's association for colleges. He's based in California. And he gave a statistic that modern universities currently, most modern universities, universities are 20 to 1, the teachers being leftist 20 to conservative 1. 20 to 1 right now, and, and that's their hiring practice. And so if you, and he said it's, it's trending more in some of them to 40 to 1. So we wonder where students are learning this socialist and anarchist ideology. And that's where it's happening. So congratulations, folks that invested $400,000 for your kid to go to one of these schools. You can see they weren't really being trained and taught in the capitalistic American way. And that, that's a shame. It's a shame. Um, so, if you're taught that America is inherently evil, if you're taught that everything that we are as Americans has to be destroyed and rebuilt from the ground up, I'm sure China's real happy to hear that. You want to talk about colluding with the Russians? But how? I mean, how twisted is that? I mean, if we talk about as in the days of Noah, that's what God did. Is this not just a twisted version of that? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But so for us, welcoming the kingdom and expecting the kingdom of heaven to invade the earth, what does that mean for us? What is our role? Well, we need to recognize that darkness is covering the earth and gross darkness the people, but my but light will shine upon you. That's right. That's what we have to recognize. It's not just a slogan. We're seeing it right now. Lift, God will lift up a standard. Right That's right. Now. And it's only going to get more intense. And I, I do know that at some point, God's going to release a great visitation of His Spirit. And, um, but you know what? It's, it's going to have its effect in, in the way God wants. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see lots of things that are wonderful. But it's not going to pre prevent what the Bible says is going to happen. So I'm going to ask another loaded question. Um, you know, we've talked about the end times. And we've talked about just the days of tribulation. And, and no man knows except the Father. But when you think about the entrance of the Antichrist, does any of this um, hint at that spirit coming and prevailing? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you and see, how would you define that? Well, you see the beast, which is the world system, and it's becoming more and more one world. I mean, that's what that Luciferian march was supposed to be in this nation designed to welcome 
of One World Luciferian System, which is kind of weird. And that was on Sunday. That was Sunday. False prophet, there's a lot of words out there that people are hearing and just swallowing as a prophetic. Right. And the Antichrist is against those that would be as anointed sons of the Father. And that has been in the world. I mean, even John wrote about it back then. Uh, and um, But it's, it's coming to bear more and more now. So if we just look a little bit mm -hmm. and put away the slogans and put away the... Uh, those that want to be activists instead of saints and just look behind the scenes at what's motivating a lot of this mm -hmm. you see it yeah to get rid of the police to get rid of the police we don't want law we don't want law we want to do whatever we want to do and um, and that would be replaced with a system that is, is like the shock troops. That's exactly what Hitler did. He did away with the, the power of the, of the main government and he did away with the power of, the, uh, of most of the police except for, you know, little urban things to kind of... And he instituted the SS, who would then be his power arm. And they went, you know, he had to get rid of the brown shirts because they were acting up too much and trying to cause too many problems to where he, and see, that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the brown shirts. Remember what they were? Mm -hmm. uh, they were kind of the muscle men when Hitler was, and they dressed in brown. And when Hitler started to be, uh, the Nazi party started to get uh, seats in the, in the house of, uh, the, the German parliament, they would all dress in these brown suits and they would get up and walk out, which which didn't allow for a, a quorum. And so the Hindenburg was just hindered from being able to do anything. And But they would go out and they would beat up people and they would light things in fire. And Hitler finally had to, to kill, well, I didn't say, I'm just saying history. Hitler determined that he had to kill the man that was leading that, who used to be a close ally, because their shenanigans was putting a black eye on what he wanted to do, and he said, the nation will never accept me as a leader as long as this is going on. So they killed him, and then all the people that didn't want to get along with what the Nazis were really doing, they got rid of them too, and then the brown shirts were more welcomed into the SS, and they became then when Kristallnacht hit with the night of the broken glass, that's when, boy, they were, the SS was really starting to put their, their power in. So at some point, this is going to, in our nation, is going to really be nauseating. People are going to say enough is enough. Even those numbskulls up in Seattle are saying, okay, we're going to have to disband this CHOP or CHAZ or whatever they're calling it. And because you're really, the nation's starting to wake up and they're not going to tolerate this nonsense anymore. And that's going to quell down, but they're going to learn the lessons that they've learned and believe me, there's going to start being a tight, more tightened grip on eliminating the voice of the evangelicals, quote unquote, that they detest 
And um, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. You just look, don't forget about history, learn from it. This is the same stuff Stalin did. It's the same stuff Mao did. It's the same stuff that uh, uh, the Khmer Rouge did in Cambodia. It's the same. It's the same stuff. It's the same playbook. Same stuff that the Bolsheviks did um, before Stalin. That's Marxism. That's socialism. That's what they are. That's what they say they are. Now they won't admit it. You know. That's why you don't see any leader of this movement put up front, but if you do a little bit of digging and you see, okay, who are the voices behind this? Who is Pepsi and who is uh, uh, Soros with his 30 million? Who are they actually giving these millions to that they've raised something $1.4 billion now? What are they going to do with that? Well, I can dare say they're not going to go into Chicago and stop the murders that are going on there. You know, there was, there, I don't know how many people were killed in Chicago this last weekend, including a, a three-year-old baby. Yeah, girl. I read about that. That's disgusting. Where's the, where's the march for him? I know. Where's where's the outrage for him? Now, again, I'm not saying that we that we justify the egregious things that we saw happen with George Floyd and and other things that have happened. But let's not let's not strain it a gnat and swallow a camel here. And uh, let's, so the Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet are all setting the stage. They're gaining muscle. And if you don't think that some of these philanthropic, philanthropic voices aren't in the enemy's pocket, you better think again. I mean, this is all being... You know, I, I read about something else. I, I read about things. When I get up real early in the morning and I pray, then I just look at world events and pray about it. Did you know that the Chinese bought 130,000 acres down on the Pecos River? And the, the, the group that bought this land is the same group that owns and manages the internment camps in China. Oh my goodness! Where the Muslims and the Christians are sent to be repatriated or killed, and they say they're going to build a a wind farm down there, but it's very close to Langley Air Force Base, where a lot of our tech is developed. But the guys that run those camps are the ones that bought this for the, for the Chinese government. Now, I don't know. I'm not trying to put two and two together, but. But you want to talk about Big Brother, look at China. You, you can't sneeze over there without somebody on a camera saying, Chi, bless you, you know? So, now, that's racist. You're talking against the Chinese. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about a one-world government. Just open your eyes and look around. I mean, America, as we know it, we've got to fight for it. And we've got to treasure what God has given us. And we as, we as saints need to be in prayer because that's the only thing that's going to solve this. Um, and again, yeah, there needs to be heightened training for police. There needs to be heightened training. And there needs to be accountability. And as much as I was a union boy growing up, the police unions need to start calling and 
things what they are if something goes bad and don't let what happened with that Chauvin guy up in Minneapolis who was cited dozens of times, don't cover him up. Yeah, see, to me, that's not just further training. That is just what he did. I mean, it just is unacceptable as a police officer. I mean, to me, yeah, where's the vetting? Yeah. Why, why is that behavior allowed repeatedly with repeated offenses? And, and where's the accountability? Where's the accountability? It's like some of these guys are like time bombs. Yes. And that anger or whatever is going, that hatred, whatever is going on inside of them for whatever reason, I mean, that guy needed help. And, and again, the union is the one that... See, that's, that. and that's just not acceptable. And that's why, that's why teachers unions across the nation, that's why some major cities let's just throw more money at it they protect we're really going down a trail here but that's why a lot of the students grow up and they can't read they graduate from high school and they have to stay till they're 20 and they can't read they don't know math they don't know anything because the unions don't don't require accountability and performance ratings for teachers that's just the way it is and that you know, my daughter's a teacher. So, I, I mean, and I, again, I appreciate the unions. I, I grew up in a mill town. My dad was in the union for 35 years. I used to be a member of the U.S. Steel Workers Union. So I appreciate what they did, but I also know you can cover up a multitude of sins if you're a, if you're a union member. And that's why Chauvin, or I think that's what his name was, got away with the stuff he did. And what we saw was horrible. And see, all of America knew that was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was because it was horrible. Yes. And if that moment could have been captured by people who would have galvanized the nation, we would be far, far ahead right now. But instead, let's go and destroy Fifth Avenue. Let's 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 go and desecrate things. Let's let's believe for a teardown instead of a build up. <sighs> Boy, we took off running there, didn't we? I need to go pray now. <laughs> well it's just the way it's just the way it is. I know, I and it know. it has nothing to do with white, black, Latino, American Indian, Chinese, Ruskies. It has nothing to do with any of those standpoints it's just two plus two is four it still is and so if you say any of these things then you think that brothers and sisters who are african-americans should be deprived of quality of life that is so far from the truth but see this again throughout the 30s in, in europe the Jews are horrible. Oh, they're nasty people. Let's paint cartoons about them in the newspapers and depict them as ugly people. It's Let's so get everybody a- to believe that is just horrible. Well, it wasn't true. It wasn't true. But well, what is that spirit though that creates that that power to like brainwash people and to, to change that mindset that becomes like it? It does become like an epidemic. Like it's a mindset of. It's that false prophet. It's highly believable. And God gives them over to that kind of a thing lest they 
term. We, I talked about that a few weeks ago, and I thought it's a little early to be having this out there. Somebody's going to capture this and brand us racist. So I had it taken down. But here we are saying it again. Mm -hmm. It's the man of lawlessness. It's God giving them over to strong delusion, and they will believe a lie. Um, when the truth is right there, we could say, let's capture this moment and let's step forward together. But instead, let's go out and do all these other things that have nothing to do with George Floyd being killed mercilessly. They really don't. Now, in so many ways, just as a white person, it, it feels like they're trying to, you know, because we're labeled white privilege because we're white. Basically, that's why. That to strip away any measure of privilege that we might have. And, I mean, even to the point of taking away our the security in the police force. To me, that's... It's, it's, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. I read where, I think it was Herschel Walker, one of the African-American football players, that said he was, he was willing to, to negotiate with the airlines to, to buy tickets for every American that wants to defund police uh -huh. and send them to countries that have defunded police departments. <laughs> and I thought, that's so brilliant. Well, it's true. That is so brilliant. Yeah. But for a black you know, a black man to recognize that and say that, put himself out there. <sighs> oh, yeah, I mean, um, and, and you know, that's, that's a really an issue because, um, I, I need to stop talking. <laughs> but you know who's going to be harmed the most if the police aren't there? African-American communities. Look what happened, the Baltimore effect. That's right. Look what happened from that's a few right. years ago. That's right. And that's just a fact. That's a fact, Jack. That's just a fact. Who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna help people in the inner cities? Who's, who's the gonna, gangs. Who's going to come in? The warlords. Exactly. I mean, that's what they're going to go up under to try to get protection. Exactly. Which is just going to create even more crime, even more murder, even more drugs. I mean, it's just, it is dark, it is gross darkness. Yeah. Well, I remember in the 60s when much of Detroit was burned down and um, the Watts riots in L.A. and there was, there was rioting a lot of places and those were tumultuous days. Um, and there were great strides forward in the 60s. But you had the Vietnam thing beginning to build and a lot of unrest there. And Kennedy was shot, which threw everybody into chaos. And lots of other assassinations, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Of course, Malcolm X was more of, a, of an inside job. It wasn't, it wasn't crackers doing it. Um, but what happened after those voices rose in the street? Well, look what happened to the auto industry. Mm -hmm. where, where, where is that? Where did it go? For decades, nobody was buying American. Mm -hmm. Nobody. We, we, that's how the Japanese cars came in. That's how the Korean cars came in. That's how the German, they came in because Detroit was decimated. Decimated. Yeah. So let those voices cry in the street and see what it does to your community. Get rid of the police and see what it does to your community. You want to talk about lives mattering? 
What are those lives going to do in a year? Maybe Joe Biden will be in control and he'll just Oh, don't say on. that. No, 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 don't say that. But really, truly, I mean, I want, and I, I'm no, I am a saint. <laughs> you are too. But I want this country to be strong and to be the voice, a, a major voice for the kingdom around the world. And, um, you know, we've traveled, we've traveled in, in Africa, I don't know how many nations, 10? And we had crusades and stayed with folks. And and um, how many of those brothers and sisters over there want to come to America? I, I was exchanging back and forth with Pastor Fallon, and he's stuck up in Detroit right now, speaking of Detroit. And he was just going over and over again how happy he is to be here during this time in our country, during this COVID time to be able to enjoy the blessings of America. This is a man from Nigeria. This, So if this country is so horrible, so, oh, it's disgusting, why is it that most of the world wants to come here? We need to cherish what we have. And we, we you, you, better, you better believe that if this country goes down, who's going to stand up for anything? You think China is? You think Russia is? England is, is a shadow of its former self. That's just the truth. France is, we love France. You think Macron is going to rise up and stand up to the Russians or stand up to anybody else that wants to take away the rights of Christians? You think that's going to happen? Go think. Goodness. And we love France. You know that. Um, I... I cherish our brothers and sisters there. But we need as Americans to rise up and say, enough. Let's fix what's broken, but let's not destroy everything. Because, you know, Lincoln said, there won't be able, and I'm paraphrasing, this country, if it ever fell, would not come from some long stride from across the Atlantic. It will come because we deteriorate from within. Who said that? Lincoln. He warned that. And so we've got to hold on to It's what pretty much happening. Have. Yeah. It's just imploding and, from and the inside. You know, again, you can say what's right without accepting. You know, it's kind of like in Congress. There's something that a congressman or a senator wants to do. It's a good thing. Everybody believes it. But then they add on all these provisos. They add on all these riders. And pretty soon it's a pork belly. It's what pork belly is. You add all this fat to it. And you somehow lose the thing that you really wanted to accomplish. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to accept the destruction of this country. I'm not, no matter what banner you fly under. I never will. And I do want everybody to be treated well and whole and we need to stand for that we have the opportunity to do that but not but not to say okay we're going to do this and we're going to see our country destroyed our history destroyed learn from history i don't know boy oh boy we took off today didn't we um 
and it's amazing. It's amazing. But there are good things that God's going to do, and the, and the truth we know is that there is going to be a visitation. You know, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and bring up a palal and to declare what God wants to do, we need to be declaring in this year of wisdom what what the Spirit has said He's going to do. And we have to remember that when God saves, He looks for an intercessor. He doesn't look for an activist. He doesn't look for a zealot. He doesn't look for a protester. He looks for an intercessor. Unless you've thrown that verse out of the Scripture too. You know, oh, this manuscript says that that's probably not what was really said. Just toss that out. Throw that out with the one with the, with the narrow way. You know, just get rid of all of it. And you, then you've got two little font prints. That's all you have left of the Bible. We need to be declaring for the visitation of the Spirit that's going to come. But gross darkness and sin abounding, we need to be declaring for grace. We need to be declaring for the visitation of the Spirit, the outpouring of the latter rain and the former rain. This is what we need to be declaring for while extending a hand of love around us to all Americans. Mm -hmm. But while all that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And all that's all it's necessary for the Antichrist to march in and to topple this country is for the saints to do nothing in intercession before the throne. That is not going to happen. No, it's not. And the it's only time it's really going to happen is when God's timetable says, all right, mm -hmm. what I have prophesied is, gonna, is coming. Mm -hmm. But you who are wise keep following and I'll preserve you. That time is not yet. But it's like Churchill said, this is not the end, but it's certainly the beginning of the end. And we see that. And so here in this year of wisdom, we wonder why God just stopped us from being able to travel and to do these things. It's causing us to be innovative and to reach out in new ways. Mm -hmm. But because the battle line in God's timetable is being put upon us right now. And we need to focus on that while being innovative and reaching out. I testified on Sunday about the hunger that's in Brazil. We're trying to, to, to do everything we can to teach and to train and to prepare that army. And, you know, other things that we're, we're attempting to do to strengthen the stakes and lengthen the cords, to be active now as an intercessor and to be creative and to develop and to train and to teach. Those things are happening, but through it all, we, we've got to pray. We've got to pray wisely. We've got to pray in the Spirit and apply the revelatory qualities that God has trained us to do and to make that our proclamation. Because, you know, I think the Council of Seven is looking and observing and laughing. We are serving the Most High. We've got to act like it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, on the most current news front, I did hear 
there was just an earthquake in Mexico City. Really? Yes. What was the... You know the... the 7.4. But I messaged Joe Ali while you were talking. I was listening. Oh, I know. Yes. Just check, just to make sure he was okay. What did he say? And he said, yes, everybody's okay. Just a lot of fear. And people are shooken up, shaken up. There's little damage in the buildings, but really no major structural fails that they can tell at the moment. Just a general feeling of fear and uncertainty. So that's a miracle in Mexico City, yeah. Actually, Teresa texted me and told me that, and then I texted. She also asked us to send some rain to Arizona. Because <laughs> it is, it's wow. hot. Yeah. Did you see pictures of that? Oh, no. My goodness, it's, 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 it's scary, but it's otherworldly beautiful. You know, pictures of, particularly, I, I was looking Tucson at night, and then you could see the hit the mountains behind it on fire. It just unbelievable. So you can probably pull that up and see it. And so we pray for our brothers and sisters out there in Arizona. So in Tucson? Well, near Tucson. Mount Lemmon and uh, up, up above and some of the other ranges. Um, that was last week. So we, we send rain out there. Yes. You know, hold back on the haboobs, but send the rain. Oh, is it such a funny name? The Haboobs. The Haboob. You know that it's a it's a windstorm. It's a big wall of dust. Um, yeah, look at that. Isn't that something? So, Father, we just asked Justin. Who was it that was saying you shouldn't say just when you're praying? Well, if you're being specific, you you say just. Like if you're ordering a Chick Fil A window and they, they say how can I? It's my pleasure. I like to go there because I actually have delight in somebody saying that what I've done is actually pleasured them, you know. <laughs> so, but you, you know, do you, do you want do you want a, an entree or do you want a meal? No, I just want the entree. That's all I want. Just the entree. That's not saying I'm wishy-washy. That's being specific. So we declare Father, send rain out there to Arizona. Amen. Send it. Not Amen. destructively, but Send it. We are in agreement with our brothers and sisters there. Yes. Show forth your strength and your power. Not just in Phoenix where everything happens, but send it, <laughs> send it to Tucson, send it to Casa Grande, send it to uh, where God's country really is. It's funny. We're almost out of time. And don't tell me, oh, nobody could hear us. We weren't broadcasting. Well, they have no trouble hearing you. And you, I think, spoke for 98% of the time. So I think I said four words. I went off. Well, you kept baiting me on. You kept prophetically. Well, I think these are things that people wonder about. I think these are things that people are really trying to discern. And so. Yeah, you know. We should be able to make commentary. You know, people say you're too political. Well, 
was Elijah political? Yeah, and this was not what we had intended to talk about. We had a, we actually had pre-planned something that we were going to speak about. Imagine that. I, know. I had my iPad out. I had my scriptures up. I was all ready. You know what it is? It's because Scarlet the Prayer Dog was not here to keep us in line. That's what it was. I know it. I know. She was almost going to be here, but I, I wanted to come early and have an extended time of prayer. And she's uh, she's good in prayer, but I just I needed to. I tell you one thing that that puppy she she recognizes the angelic. Last time she was up here, she was praying down there in the sanctuary, and uh, I was standing over in the corner praying and I could tell that one angel that's been here a lot lately never says anything but here a lot was standing there in the corner and I I walked away and little Scarlet was standing there just looking up right at that angel and she didn't you know the way she normally does she's either burrowed in with you or she's following me to see if I'm going to sneak or something that mommy doesn't know that she's <laughs> getting she was watching that angel she has a way of knowing those things it's, it's amazing one day Scarlet's going to talk Oh my gosh, like the Wouldn't that be something? Like the donkey. She talks to me all the time. She has a new behavior though. Well, about six twenty in the morning, when I I get up early and go downstairs and sit in front of the fireplace that's not burning, obviously, and spend time with the Lord and and she sits right next to me. But she she'll she'll jump down and she'll jump up on the, the top of the sofa and look out the window. And just sit there and just when the sun's coming up, I guess, to see. But about 6.20 every morning, she starts barking at something. And it's and then she gets shadow barking. And so they're both just, and I cannot calm them down. I mean, it's like a new behavior. So I don't really know <laughs> what to do about this new behavior because it just, it wakes the whole household up. Do even though to any particular place when they're doing no, she's sitting. Everywhere? No, she's sitting on her little spot on the sofa, looking out the window. So, it's a either an angel, or b somebody that walks their dog or something out the window, every day at the same time. But I get up, I look out there, I don't see anything. And it's just I have it on video. I would play it for you if we had time, because yesterday I got it on video. That's <laughs> I thought this is. This is crazy. You've never done this before. Well, anyway. Yeah, where, where God placed you in that house is kind of like a Grand Central Station of portals. I know it. There's a lot of streams there that God has systematically been changing. Maybe she's picking up on that. Such a great spiritual, such a great spiritual watchdog. Thing. At least it's 6.20 in the morning. At least it's not 2.30. <laughs> no, well, Lord, we just, we just, we <laughs> declare that you'll give insight and revelation about what that is. If it's uh, some guy that's walking his greyhound at that time, we'll let Monica know it. But if it's a spiritual thing, let it be dealt with. It's been about a week. So it could be just about any number of of things. Well, you know, we're going to go over time here. Um, there are there's increased angelic activity right now. Oh yeah. Even here in the sanctuary. Oh yeah. There are attendant angels that are 
I don't. I wondered whether they were protecting. I'm sure they are, but it's almost like they're. It's almost like they're attendants, like they're waiting for declaration to be made, and they're staying real close. And what we're empowering through our intercession is enabling what they've really been created to do for this season to come. But it's it's interesting. There's one that is here. He's he's big. That's regularly in the sanctuary. Almost every time I'm in here praying, I can see him, and he's in different places and just stands there watching inward. But then there's four of them that are that are just almost all the time at home wherever um, so there's there's something new God's doing and Amen. we know that I mean that's not a, that's not a revelation we've known that but you know tell him what that little pup is picking up on kind of like the they used to hang the canaries in the mine no one gas was in the mine yeah i know but that that's a little concerning for me because if she's picking up on it for a week now and i'm not picking up on it i need to fine-tune my my spiritual sensor you know, but you know what though it may not be time for you to pick up on it yeah maybe this is a i don't know i do know that there's been a heightened um activity and i totally agree with you both here in the sanctuary and also in my place. I don't know if I'm, sh I'm assuming that you've experienced it where you are at home just because I've spent so much time at home praying. Um, and but, but you know what? There's such an overwhelming presence of, of who God is. That, that didn't make sense. There's such an overwhelming presence of God in his sovereignty and and I just my my spirit is just just on overdrive just continuously just I feel my spirit just declaring who he is over all of this over all that we're walking through and what we're experiencing and and I'm so thankful for that yeah well we release that same spirit our heavenly father and all the things that he wants to do through each of you. And then we speak blessing over you. We continue to declare the blood of Jesus over you. And that you will be preserved from the lingering COVID. And that you will be activated. That the, all the facets of the blood of Jesus would be readily known. We, we pray for you, Wally. And the, the calling in Mexico City, whatever this earthquake has portended. And we wish him a happy birthday. And we wish Fran a happy birthday. Her birthday was on Sunday. That's Sorry. That's a shame. We missed, we missed that. Yeah. Anybody else's birthday this week? That's all. Uh, I don't know. Th those are the two that I know about these last few days. Well, we wish you all a happy birthday. We wish you all a happy birthday. We wish you all a happy birthday. And a happy, happy rest of the year. New Year. Okay. After that hymn, God bless you. And we will see you tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live. And we will continue to march forward on behalf of the name of Jesus. Amen.
Thanks a bunch. God bless.